liberals to make Illinois a slaughterhouse extraordinaire. To fulfill Governor J.B. Pritzker's dream to make Illinois a slaughterhouse extraordinaire and the abortion mecca of the Midwest, that ever-reliable instigator of moral mayhem, State Representative Kelly Cassidy, has sponsored a bill that would put a twinkle in the eye of Kermit Gosnell. The absurdly named Reproductive Health Act, or as I call it, the Baby Butchery Bill, which has little to do with reproducing and nothing to do with health, was introduced in the Illinois House by Cassidy and now has 40 accomplices. Two days later, Melinda Bush introduced it in the Illinois Senate. She now has four accomplices. For those unfamiliar with Cassidy, she's a lesbian whose spouse is Newt Gingrich's half-sister, genderqueer Candace Gingrich, an instigator of moral mayhem herself. She's a leftist ideologue and the associate director of the Youth and Campus Engagement Program of the Human Rights Campaign, who refers to herself by plural pronouns. Cassidy, obsessed with using government resources to promote deviant sexuality, supports all sorts of lousy body, soul, family, and culture-destroying legislation. According to constitutional attorney Paul Linton, Cassidy's nightmarish 120-page bill HB 2495, will increase the numbers of weak, vulnerable humans who will have their bodies destroyed by adults who ironically claim to worship bodily autonomy. Here are some of the things Cassidy's baby butchery bill will do, according to Linton. It will eliminate any restrictions on post-viability abortions and allow abortions for any reason whatsoever throughout all nine months of pregnancy. It will eliminate any requirement that the person performing a post-viability abortion use a method of abortion that would enhance the chances of the unborn child surviving the abortion, thus providing evidence that women aren't really fighting for the right to terminate a pregnancy, but rather a right to kill their babies. It would eliminate the requirement that a second physician be present to provide immediate medical care for any child born alive as a result of a post-viability abortion. It would eliminate any restrictions on where abortions may be performed. It would allow non-physicians to perform abortions, both surgical and medical. It would allow women to attempt to abort their own pregnancies regardless of potential health risks. It would undermine institutional and individual rights of conscience. It would provide a basis to nullify regulations governing the operation of abortion clinics. It would allow DCFS to use public funds to pay for abortions. It would require health insurance policies to include coverage for all abortions, with no exceptions even for churches and other religious organizations. It would jeopardize enforcement of the Parental Notice of Abortion Act of 1995, which is the subject of separate bills that would expressly repeal the act. It would eliminate any requirement to investigate fetal deaths or maternal deaths resulting from abortions, or to record fetal deaths resulting from abortions. It would impose no restrictions on fetal experimentation, and it would provide a basis for barring any common law cause of action for prenatal injuries and any statutory action for the wrongful death of an unborn child. When it comes to legalized slaughter of inconvenient or imperfect babies in their sixth through nine month of life, in the womb, eager baby butchery choice advocates like Cassidy and her 40 accomplices prefer to focus on percentages rather than numbers. 
They will exploit whatever tactic may help conceal the unmitigated evil of abortion. Instead of percentages, let's look at numbers to help expose the truth. In the United States, there have been 61 million abortions committed since 1973, a year that will live in infamy. It is estimated that 1.3% of those babies were killed after 20 weeks gestation. That means 793,000 10-inch-long babies with fingers, toes, hearts, and brains have been killed since 1973. Imagine the caterwauling of leftists if, over the past 45 years, 793,000 guilty death row inmates had been executed and had been executed by having scissors inserted in the back of their skulls, their brains scrambled and skulls crushed, or had their bodies torn into pieces, or had their hearts stopped via an injection of potassium chloride, all of which are done to babies after 21 weeks of gestation. It's important to note that the government does not permit the administration of potassium chloride to criminals guilty of heinous crimes without first administering powerful sedatives because, as pharmacologist and toxicologist David Kroll explains in Forbes magazine, and I quote him, if given alone without the other drugs, the high concentration of potassium chloride would be terribly painful, akin to fire or electricity coursing through their veins, end quote. It's important to note also that experts say that by 20 weeks gestation or earlier, babies can experience pain and that fetal surgeons administer anesthesia and analgesics, that is painkillers, to unborn babies undergoing surgery. Leftists relentlessly defend abortion by asserting that pregnant women have the absolute right to make decisions concerning their bodies. This, of course, requires proof that abortion involves only the bodies of pregnant women, a patently false, science-denying claim. If abortion really involves only one body, and the owner of that body is entitled to do with it as she pleases, then shouldn't progressives defend the moral right of women to take Accutane or drink alcohol throughout their pregnancies? Is it coherent to argue that while a woman has a right to kill the purportedly non-existent body within her body, she is ethically obligated not to ingest anything that would harm the purportedly non-existent body within her body? Either her bodily autonomy rights are absolute, or they're not. Either there are two bodies, or there aren't. As science continues to prove the falsity of their claims, baby butchery choice advocates are being forced to move away from hard science for the foundation of their arguments and move into metaphysics. Now they argue that, sure, the product of conception between two humans is a human, but it's not a person with rights until... Yeah, we're all waiting on pins and needles for morally compromised metaphysician Cassidy at all to explain that. Is the product of conception a person with rights when she can feel pain, breathe on her own, show evidence of self-awareness? Are her rights dependent on her anatomical wholeness, her physiological health, or on how others feel about her? Are her rights dependent on her cost to others? Shouldn't Cassidy and her colluders answer these questions before they make baby butchery even easier? Already, Illinois permits abortion through all nine months if a doctor concludes that a woman's 
health is jeopardized by the continuation of a pregnancy, with health defined so elastically as to include virtually any reason. But that's not enough for the self-centered and amoral among us. Everyone with the capacity to think through the logical implications of an argument knows where we're headed. If late-term abortions of babies not fetuses, are ethically justified by the presence of physical anomalies, terminal conditions, the emotional state of their mothers, or their mother's fiscal concerns, why aren't postnatal abortions, that is, infanticide, of newborns or week-old or month-old babies justified by those same factors? Every Republican who claims that the reductively called social issues are less important than tax rates or pension reform is culpable for the noxious political and moral climate that is killing us. Every Republican who defers to GOP leaders who claim that party unity and political wins demand silence and capitulation on the social issues is culpable for the increasingly brazen and foul demands for de facto infanticide. Every Republican who has skittered nervously away from saying it is evil to permit the intentional killing of babies in the womb who were conceived via criminal acts is culpable for the political power of the intellectually incoherent and morally vacuous whose consciences are so seared they cheer and shout for death.